Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo. This is show number 94. Oh, good God, we've done this 94 times. I can't believe it. And, of course, I'm coming to you live from downtown Mawa, New Jersey, via the shitty kitchen studios of my apartment here, alongside my co-host, your friend and mine, Mr. In the dark over there, Chris Gucci with the cool lighting right there. I don't know if it's cool lighting. I don't. I mean, I guess you could say it's cool I, in a you, sense, but it's definitely like not you, like it's not cool. This you lighting look deep right and now. mysterious in the black and blue. I think I with the like, dark, the dark shirt on, with the dark hat on, you have probably and, have um, better you know, equipment here. My shitty studios. Uh, but this is show number ninety-four, Chris. A post-Christmas show here at Shea from the Omni in Atlanta. I haven't said the Omni enough. I don't think. Uh, show number 94 now Chris as you well know and some of my fans know what we do here is show number 94 but it's getting a little tough in the 90s of course yeah we've been doing teams and stuff but I decided to go with listen I could have went with Cedric Jones who played for the Giants I just try to make my buddy Steven did he drive off the cliff there uh, Charles Haley who I couldn't stand because he was on the opponent that I couldn't stand the 49ers there and of course you got the Marcus Ware on the Cowboys, but I have to go with the captain obvious one here for anybody who knows me, the 94 New York Knickerbockers. Now, listen, this was just a great Nick team and they came very, very close to winning the NBA championship, but they fell short. You know, they started off, um, they beat the nets in four, three games to one, which I barely remember that series. And, and Nick's just smoked them. Then they bull, they beat for the first time the Bulls in the playoffs, but a non-Jordan Bull team. And to me, in seven, of course, even without Jordan, the Bulls took the Knicks to seven, which I always thought was like, God, even without Jordan, they're going seven. But the, to me, the most egregious crime of all time occurred in that playoff series where I, don't, I, I wouldn't have – if I was a sports writer, I would not have put him in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Scottie Pippen with five seconds to go – sitting out a play because they didn't call the ball to him. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I That to me is a story of you're talking about a top 50 player in a league. So let's go through all the leagues and say, okay, let's name the top 50 players in every league. And one of them decided in a playoff game. Okay. To not, to not enter the game with five seconds to go over a discrepancy with the coach over a play call. Chris, I don't know how you feel about that. I just find that. Uh, uh, I, I think there's, I think what it he does, was this is like a layered conversation because hey, yes, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like that. It doesn't get any worse as a player, star player, role player. It doesn't matter. You cannot do that. But I think it is worth mentioning that with no Michael Jordan there and like how, how good that, that Bulls team was anyway. With Scottie Pippen running the show, Scottie Pippen was great at basketball. And but I you think do he realize get that enough. The, the play called the guy hit the shot, won a game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what you do? You go in the game, and then at the the press conference afterwards, that's when you could lace into your coach. You don't not enter the game. Uh, that yeah, to no. me is a black star on anyway. Uh, and then of course the Knicks beat the Pacers in seven, and. Then all of a sudden, uh, which was a wild series, all the Pacers Nick games were nuts. And then, of course, they played the Rockets. And back then, the Houston, you know, the Houston Rockets, the, the, uh, Elijah Wan was young, 
uh, which I, I, everybody seems to forget about Elijah but everybody's caught up in like Shaquille O'Neal. Elijah was so good, and Ewing was in his prime. Elijah was a little bit younger, and um, the Knicks lost in seven, and there were so many wild things there. The games were great. Um, it was a lot of basketball. We're talking about like 21 basketball games in New York with playoffs. It was wild. I was doing comedy with Artie Lang at the time, and we were doing improv shows. And we were, I think, game seven, we were at a comedy club in, uh, in Long Island. We had to watch at a sports bar next door. Me and Artie were like pissed. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, listen, John Starks, who had kind of carried him, he was their lightning rod for a while there. He was a guy who could hit a big three. He just decided to have a uh, horrific game. Um, and Pat Riley, I think I would have done what Pat Riley did. You, when you bring a when you bring a gunslinger to the final battle and he's been winning the battles in the last game, uh, you got to you know you got to let shooters shoot and he just kept on shooting and he kept on missing. Uh, but I don't argue Riley's call on that. The Knicks Knicks had trouble scoring anyway and he was the guy besides Ewing. Um, and listen, Starks just had a bad night and uh and that's why the Knicks lost. Simple as that. I mean, the Knicks team was great. They had, you know, Ewing and Starks and uh, Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason and Charles Smith. I didn't realize Charles Smith, who I couldn't stand. He had like 12 points a game. He's a better player than I, I realized. Hubert Davis, Rolando Blackman. Knicks just came so close. And um, they had good teams after that. They got lucky in 99 when they made the finals, but they really weren't that good. And um, But really, the Knicks have been, since 1999, really, 23 years have been a, a horrific franchise and uh but they came close in 94 and that really a lot i think a lot of your nick fans especially the ones that were maybe your age i mean you didn't become a nick fan but a lot of kids that were 10 11 12 13 14 that are now in their mid 30s or 40s they um uh they they became nick fans from that era i believe anyway it's like the 69 mets kind of deal you know but uh well you were how old were you during that series 12. 12. So I was maybe probably, 11, about to be 12. So you were into basketball, I'm sure. Uh, oh, yeah. I was like at that time, though, I was big. I was a Hornets fan. I loved Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson. And then I followed Alonzo Mourning to the Heat. And then that was like really when I fell in love with, I wouldn't say basketball because I really liked it up to that point, too. But that Knicks Heat rivalry. That's what I was all in on. I, I'm Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, that was those were that, that, that came. Know, that came Riley later, when though. he became the Heat coach. Yeah, the Knicks. That's another thing. If I'm getting my years wrong here, I believe that it was after '94 that the Knicks had like heartache in the playoffs. I mean, the Pacer finger roll by Ewing that came after '94, I believe. Yeah, that was after '94, and then, and then there the was Heat the... with the penalties. The one year that kicked everybody out of the game helped the Knicks, and then the next year, everybody got kicked out of the game, and it hurt the Knicks, um, which Ewing took two steps off the court. Um, and they also, those series changed NBA forever because the NBA changed their rules. And now the games, it looks like it's played by pickleball players. Um, yeah. And if you watch any, oh, I tell all my, all the young kids, just go on YouTube and watch some of those Nick Heat playoff games. Watch some of those uh, um, Jordan uh, uh, Detroit Piston Bulls games. I know you can't have the sport that way anymore, I guess, because of lawsuits and, and, uh, well, seven and to be fair, to be fair, and I'm, I'm saying this like, you know, respectfully, there would be a large faction of people that would be that the same people that are wishing for the game to be like that, that if it was, 
people will be like, oh, they're thugs. Look what they're all they do is beat right. each other I up. Get so it. I get it. I get you know, it. it's you, you're damned if you do. They want points in the NBA. They don't want people getting beat up in the paint. You know, we uh, get it. I know, but like the game, it's just not like I always want. Listen, Le, but here's the here's the pro and anti LeBron thing. I'm gonna say. If LeBron played in that era, right, he would have re- he would be like, oh my god, I'm really getting like hit on the hand, on the ankle, on the knees on every play. But when people don't say realize the same thing, like, do you realize how big LeBron is? So now take LeBron James and say, okay, even though we're gonna bang LeBron in the head a little bit, not get the foul called, LeBron James is gonna be able to bang some people. So you're talking about a guy. Yeah. Who so is- it's like, okay, foul him. Go ahead. But again, now he's, well, no, he yeah. can foul you too. He can foul you too. And you know what? It's not going to be pretty. I think even Shaquille O'Neal would have been knocked around. But then again, imagine uh, Shaquille O'Neal with his fat ass body go. Anyway, uh, just a different time, different era. Young Shaq, um, young Shaq was anything but fat. Yeah. Young he was, Shaq Shaquille, was listen, Shaquille O'Neal was great. I also, for some reason, I always think Shaquille O'Neal came in an era and I, you, I, I've, uh, I've proven this already. He came in an era where they were still doing the inside game, and he yeah, came the, in the, the era big she, men were were all gone back then. Yeah, but you then, know? but then when, when Shaq, when she, Shaquille had his great years, a lot of the Ewing was older, Elijah Wan got older. I wish Shaq had come. I wish Shaq had played during that ninety-two I mean, to two thousand era as a, as a veteran. But listen, Shaq, uh, Shaq, big man. Shaq was his. He translated to any era. Let's be honest. Shaq was just a dominant force. If you you go back and look and look, I I I'm you can go back and look. Some are, some are Shaquille O'Neal that he 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 didn't play against any of those great franchises. Well, I that, mean, yes, he did because Shaquille O'Neal in the year that in the year after the Knicks, I believe it was the '95 Finals, they lost to the Rockets in the NBA Finals. You know, Shaq lost to Hakeem. He couldn't beat him. There's no question right, about it. You're right about you're right about that. When, he when got Shaquille, there at the very anyway. tail end, but he did play with those guys. He and played he was with them. It was, it, it was a little bit of a different era. Like Ewing had to go up against some badass. Anyway, '94 Knicks. That's my '94 uh, scenario. There, I'm still pissed the Knicks lost that series. Um, and who do you got? I got the 1994 Houston Rockets. No, I <laughs> <laughs> see. That's what you should. I'm kidding. So stuck to that so, one, man. Well, I knew you were going to go the Knicks, and really. To be honest, the NFL, it, we kind of wore this down a little bit with the NFL. The linebackers and the DNs, we get it, right? So I'm not going to say the obligatory Packer, but I did find an interesting tidbit in the NBA. There's only been two NBA players that ever wore number 94 in the history of the game, and it wasn't until 2013 was the first NBA player, um, and that's Evan Fournier with the Nuggets, now the current Nick, wore number 94, first player ever. He wore it in, in 2013 and 2014. And then, and then he wore it in 2021 with the Celtics. And then George King, don't even know who he is, wore it with the Mavericks last year or this year. Wearing so you're going year. Evan Fournier? Evan Fournier. So, what hap- so you're telling me what happens if you wear the number 94, the NBA has that rule where you're not allowed to play defense, right? So if you yeah. wear 94, you're allowed to shoot. But when the other team comes down, you can't. You just stand like Yeah, this. yeah. I mean, clearly because that's Evan Fournier. Right, right. Like yeah. non-defense. The current NBA is part. I should start. Doing I thought an NBA that was season. the thing about the defense in the NBA. I thought that was now. It's like once you got drafted, you had to sign something that you were only allowed to play defense in the postseason. <laughs> That's true. I, I totally agree with the play. Yeah, this should be. You know what? If I was a great player and I was totally had like you know, you know every every now and then a player totally has the league by the balls. I would be like, hey, listen, I'm going to play with the Knicks, but just write in my contract that I do not have to play defense until the postseason. 
And I think I think everybody be like, okay, fine, buy with me. That's very funny. I mean, so All yeah, right, so like- Evan Fournier and the '94 Knicks. That might be one of the most eclectic matchups there. Uh, and he's still on the roster. He doesn't play. He probably makes thirty million dollars a year. Other news coming into our show here: Patreon holiday slowdown for me. I was on a roll, bro. We are rocking it. We're still at the Jeff Rutledge stage, which is number 17. I love how I've done the numbers with, with the Patreon. I think that's even better than the 94 show. And, we you know, the, and to be fair, we're probably not going to break through the teens or the 20s anytime uh, soon. So that? we can keep see, it in the running back I, quarterback region. No, you see that? I disagree. The Jimmy Palumbo Patreon machine. Now, for those of you scoring at home, you got to go to patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot com, you Google Jimmy Palumbo show, and you'll see the different tiers. And I have many. I have 17, Jeff Rutledge, Mickey Rivers, and here it is. I have Alex Tetsena out of Ramsey, New Jersey. Mary Aline Riccardi getting involved here. My sister, big Michael George Demo, Demosi out of Colonia. My mom, my cousin Joey, a Kappa Sig from the 80s. Rob Pastor, James Kanowitz, who has no idea, never gets back to me. But he kind of does. He has the best Christmas cards ever. Jimmy Riccardi, my jerk-off nephew, I love dearly. My other jerk-off nephew, John Henry Riccardi, getting involved, Penn Stater. My nephew, Eric Palumbo. Of course, Michael Caprio, CornholeLevel.com. Big shout-out to Michael Caprio. Big-time sh- uh, shoulder surgery. Um, I hope he's doing okay. If he didn't get back to me on any cornhole. Cornhole business. is a dangerous, dangerous sport. I think he got hurt playing cornhole. I'm very concerned about that. Of course, my brother, the Bill Gates of the Jimmy Palumbo show, uh, Daryl Clark, LSU, uh, Saints fan down there. He's uh, not happy with his football scenarios lately. Um, and I got Greg Casolino out of Colonia. Of course, Mike Shecky Lawler. And dear Shecky, Mike Lawler, you're going to be very depressed when we get to this things list. We have Dave Ben at a colonia, only man I went to school with for 16 years, same institution. And of course, everybody's favorite jerk off, Pat Volkmer on the Chop Sports Daily Facebook posts. Um, I think it's great what he does. He just always, yeah, 5 I'm o'clock not, in the morning, me, he posts. You know me, yeah, bro. You, I'm good with all that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's funny stuff. He's a big Cowboy fan. He's a jerk off, but he's my jerk off. I hung out with him in L.A. So that's it. Those are my Patreon.coms. Don't forget to go on my Instagram. Now, look, bro, on my Instagram, a couple of my posts got like 1.3 million views. That's a lot, man. Now, what what it does for me, uh, I don't even know. I do know that uh, I got more uh, Instagram followers, which led to more TikTok stuff, which made, I don't know, kind of went nuts. And we got a lot more videos coming. We're going to have a lot more clips of all my acting work coming little by little. I got to download it from this site. Pay me ass. I wish it was 1965 where I could do a couple of episodes of Mannix and then get on, you know, get my health insurance. But it's not that way. Uh, obviously, showbiz is slow during the holidays. But Instagram is wild. And especially getting ready for this beer league thing, which is going to happen on uh, January 11th at Stand Up New York. If anybody's in the city wants to stop in, just come on by. Somehow we'll... Say hello to you, I guess. Um, although my the production coordinator will not be happy with what I just said over the air. I don't know who's going to show up. But if you show up, we'll figure something out. Uh, also, I got a question. Have I sold any merchandise in the last two months? Not one shirt. So no. not one T-shirt has sold. Not one Jimmy Plump. Now, I mean, there's a couple of reasons. I'll look. I haven't I'll promoted look. it. I'll look. Maybe, maybe a couple, but I haven't. It really doesn't have anything. to go through you. Won't you know it when it happens? 
Well, like there's two of us. So basically if Dave gets to the I notification, I won't know that there was a sale, but you know, if there was one that's possible, if there's a bunch, then I would clearly know that there was a bunch because then they wouldn't have all I, slipped through the cracks. But yes, if there was one or well, two, you know, I am, but I will I'm say this, selling out. I will say this. It's probable, probably improbable that there has been one because typically like he would be like, you know, Jimmy sold his shirt. I haven't heard that in a while. So. All right. Well, that's I. I have to get going on that because people have been asking me. They're asking me for hats, so I got to figure out a way to do hats. Um, uh, Ed's Barn Swill hats I wore last week, and a lot of uh, people want to know about that. So and you're so able I, to. Are you, you're in able the new to, year. To, I guess you're able to sell them. You could probably <laughs> get it up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll I'll be posting where to get some Jimmy Plumbo Show merchandise, some 706 shirts, and some. Uh, uh, getting involved shirts and all that different stuff. And also I got to make sure that I get my cut of those shirts because you never know with chop sports money goes away. Yeah, you know, man, you never of, know. You never know. Make sure I get my money. <laughs> I'll bust Dave's balls on that. Um, so that's about it, which brings me now. So please go check out all my Instagrams and TikToks and all that. All exciting stuff is coming with beer league. We haven't figured, I just spilled coffee all over the place. We haven't uh, figured out, uh, exactly how we're going to release some of this beer league stuff. Um, it could be something that you guys are even involved with. Uh, we'll figure all that as time goes by, which brings me to the ultimate sponsor, which I believe after January 1st now swings back to the Jimmy Palumbo show. I still think it's the funniest thing ever. Absolute eyewear getting involved here. 42 main street, Woodbridge, New Jersey. 732-326-3937. Eyes. Uh, I'll tell you the timing, the timing of that between when I say three two six eyes is is just we're working on that. We we're trying to fix that in post-production because Chris is always just so on tune with that. Well, well that's I right. Mean, seven like, three mostly well, I use your live reads to like kind of collect myself, and then you'll you'll throw it back to me in the middle of it. I right, listen, you never, okay, you never know. Listen, I keep you on your toes. Absolute eyewear, Main Street, Woodbridge, right by the train station. Go see Craig and Johnine. They're full service opticians. They got everything always is. They got eyewear, sunglasses, non prescription, prescription, glasses for the kids. You go there, you get to get contacts. You got everything's done on site. It's a cool little store. They got Yankee stuff hanging all over the place, giant stuff. They got Corona construction stuff hanging. Pictures from my dad, his old office is in there. Cool place. You go in there, and they have Ray-Ban, Coach Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley. Go check out all those glasses. They got discounts for seniors. You get uh, $100 off a complete pair if you mention the Jimmy Palumbo Show, getting involved. They've been in business for like 18 years. Open five days a week. They are not open on Sunday. Why, Christopher? That would be New York Giant football. And they are not open on Wednesdays. Why? Because it's softball, clearly. They, clearly. You know, even though we don't play anymore, they still, they still, to the homage of softball, they stay closed on Wednesdays. And that's what it is. So go check them out. And the best thing ever about that place is when you leave that store, you don't feel like a jerk off. And I think that's the best slogan of all time. Um, and that is that absolute eyewear. Um, I've been watching a few Nick games. Uh, the Knicks. Um, first of all, their uniforms are horrific. Uh, um, anybody, uh, 
Anybody who likes anything the Knicks do with their uniforms is is a jerk off. It's awful. Go back to the like whatever Ewing wore, whatever Walt Frazier wore. Now, if we were winning all the time, I don't care if the Knicks were in lime green. I would love it. Whenever you're unsuccessful for years, decades, go say, well, what, what, what were we doing when we were good? Let's go back to that. Even the Giants this year are wearing more of the LT era shirt, and the Giants have a shot to make the playoffs. So the Knicks need to go back to, like, look at Walt Frazier and wear that jersey, not this awful who wears? I never see anybody wearing any of it except my nephew. He's a jerk off. He'll wear that stupid shit. It's awful. Uh, but the Knicks, you know, you got Brunson, Randall. Uh, no, looks like Brunson's hurt now, and Barrett. It's just they're like the worst nightmare for me. They're they're like a team. They're going to battle for the eighth seed, and that's like okay. Like it's like ah, sucks. It's like we we may have just. What we witnessed about a couple weeks back was like peak New York Knicks this season. You, you, that's as good of basketball as they're going to be able yeah, to play. And, it's also and they might like, be I able to that, make a series out of something here or there, but the I, odds I don't are they're going to so. play a good team in the first round and get their ass you think, kicked. You think – no, I don't, see, I don't think they're going to get their ass kicked. I just think they're going to – they're incapable of winning a series. So so let me let – me Like they're going to lose by five here. points each Let me game. just be – let me – I think if they play a team like Boston or Milwaukee – they're going to get their asses beat. But we won't the play them round. right away. I'm talking about the early rounds, right? We, we play yeah, them they, right they away. Would, they they would would play, be, yeah, they, they would, would be play. the eight seed. If they get in there, they're think, the eight seed. I don't think we'll get our ass kicked. I just think we'll like, Look, solidly if if lose are, by six. If the Knicks could escape being the eight seed or the seven seed, even the six, I think happen. you know, like Philly would beat up on them too. Yeah, I, of course they would. But like, I what makes the it next, worse is I don't think we're going to lose by twenty. We're, we're in that. We're going to lose. Like we're going to lose. In other words, it, we're just going to lose by seven, six. It's it's like like with with five minutes to go, if the score is tied, as a Nick fan, you're like, we can't win this game. The only way we can win is if we're up by nineteen at the half. And then we the win Nets by are the three. three seed and the Knicks are the six seed. You don't think the Nets okay. beat the piss out of the Knicks in a series? The, the, the Knicks have no chance. Well, the, the Nets, the Nets have always been an enigma to me. Whenever you have Kevin Durant, and now it seems like Kyrie's and they've won nine in a row. I hate the Nets. I hate Durant. But listen, the guy's fifteen. They were scoring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, that, that, they're a good. They're a good they, team now. Ben Simmons is even playing well. Yeah, they can't. Well, he's he'll be hurt by then. Anyway, so the Knicks. Anyway, I got my Rutgers hoops. They're done playing Carteret, Linden, and uh, Avenel Jr. High, uh, and they will take on Purdue. On January 2nd, number one team in the country on the road. Rutgers going at Purdue. I'm going to make a prediction. I think the Rutgers is going to win that Purdue game. Don't know why. I think that crazy defense Rutgers play is going to throw Purdue off. And then we'll get smoked. I think we'll actually play. have an episode that morning. Or that It'll be the that next day. Afternoon. The ne oh, you'll be on the, you'll be live when that's going on? No, we will. We'll, that Tuesday. That's a Tuesday, right? No, it's, a, it's Monday, I think, isn't it? Second. I don't know. Whatever the hell it is. Bottom line is that's a big. That'll be a big reveal for Rutgers playing Purdue. No, you're right. It fun. is Monday. Yeah. So they play at night too. I think. Um, let's talk about my football giants. Big sigh there. Um, I've been hard on the Giants all year in, in terms of I know they're just not that good, but I tell you, I saw some things. I saw some things during that game last week. Um, I I, I think man of the Giants. Well prepared, well coached. Um, NFL not only is it strategy; it's more about emotion. 
getting your team ready to go. You're ready to play. And, and Dable does a great job of that. Um, anybody, listen, uh, I watched all year. Daniel Jones, to me, is just, I think he's easily, easily a top, top half quarterback in the league. He's got no one to throw to. The giant wide receivers, it's becoming such an issue that all they're doing is dumping to the tight end and Barkley because there's nobody, any separation downfield, nothing. And even the guys they have are practice squad players, James, who dropped a huge pass, which could have changed the course of that game. Um, but Daniel Jones is smart. He's heady. He uses his legs when he has to. He's in control of the huddle. He knows exactly what's going on. To me, he's like a he's like a young Eli. Um, and I, listen, the Giants are going to finish what eight, even if they don't make the playoff, eighteenth, nineteenth in the league. They're not getting a good quarterback, and there's no good quarterback that they they can't get anybody else. So, and I agree with everything Jones. you just said. And I also think that Daniel Jones also doesn't have a misconstrued opinion of himself either. I think the contract will be in line with his play up to this point. He might get paid a little bit more than you would like to see him get paid sure. considering they haven't done anything with him yet, but he, he deserves that contract. I think he gets yeah. a two or three year deal. I don't think he's going to get a longer than that, but he's going to get another, his opportunity with New York. There's no doubt. I no um, doubt. Yeah. And, and you know, listen, I don't got to get into money and all that there was a salary cap because it, it's for smarter people than me. The issue the Giants have really, you know, is uh, Barkley and Jones. I think at this point, if you can get them, uh, Barkley is a weird one. If he if he wants to big money and go to the, I was going to say the Cowboys, but like like a franchise like that, if he wants to go take it, that's fine. If they, if they could somehow get those two guys on the squad, or, or maybe they can franchise Barkley and get paid for a year or two. Yeah, that's that's likely I, what's going to happen because I think so. The, okay. Uh, and you know, Barkley's think... going to be pissed off. Like I can promise you that he ain't going to be happy. That's you're going to deal with some bullshit in the off season with him being not in camp and things like that. But really, I think that could be of benefit because ultimately the player has no leverage. He will show up and play, but him not being in camp, you know, we've seen Le'Veon Bell not go to camp and win the rushing title. Like he right. he showed up two days before the first game, and you know these guys are in. Sh Barkley I, is going to be. Fine. I think. I think that I, in my opinion, I think the Giants got to play hardball with Barkley, and it's nothing against him personally. He's a pretty good back in the NFL. He does a lot of good things, a lot of good things in the club, clubhouse guy, all that stuff. But you know, it's the NFL, and you got to look at positions. And when you watch, all I see is there's a guy named Pacheco who's on the Chiefs, and he played at Rutgers, and he was decent at Rutgers, but he didn't light it up all the time. He's a good player, and now he's. Uh, a nice little running back in the NFL. Well, I could promise you so this. If, if, if you took Pacheco and you put him on the Giants, they would not be a playoff team right now. No, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying Pacheco's better than Barkley. It's not my point. But I get what you're my saying. Point you is, could get that. It, it's get, a position. I mean, look, we, we, I, we I'm not gonna die. You don't want to commit whole, 15, 20 million a year over five listen, years to a running back. It's, it's that whole it's that whole uh, you know, uh, the Dallas Cowboy running back situation, Pollard versus uh um I was going to say, uh, what's his name? Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, it's like, I just, you know, all of a sudden, like Pollard comes out of nowhere. You can get guys that come out of nowhere, but I want Barkley on the team, but not if it's going to cost them even a backup offensive lineman. No, no, I'm not doing that. They, it, that his contract's got to be in line with what, what they, they can do, whatever uh, the GM says. But, um, listen, that was a tough loss by the Giants, man. I, I, 
the even the defense they gave it up at the end, I guess. But it was some good plays. Uh, you know, they got that, that wide receiver Jefferson, who was uh, just a, I guess on paper the best receiver in the league, and uh, I, we don't have any weapons like that. And listen, a guy kicked a sixty-one yarder. That doesn't happen all the time. You know, you get your 57s, 56s, but 61, and I think it would have been good from 65 um, indoors. And uh, the Vikings are one of those teams, at, you know, classic, oh, they suck, they suck. They they win all close games. But you know what? It's like it, it's after Christmas now, and so they got something going on there. Um, I think Jones is just as good as Cousins, but the, the it was just a decent, hard-fought, tough loss. And um, – the scenarios for the Giants to get in the playoffs, or, or it's still crazy. Giants win. Uh, you you got to beat um, uh, this week. What has to happen this week? Giants win. They're in the playoffs. End of story. Um, we need uh, Dallas to lose only because they're the Cowboys. We need Detroit to lose, Tampa Bay to lose, Washington to lose, and Seattle to lose to the Jets. Now, the Green Bay thing is interesting to me because they play the Vikings. And what I really want is I want the – Philadelphia Eagle game to mean absolutely nothing. In order for that to happen, say the Giants lose, right? In order for that to happen, I need Green Bay to beat Minnesota, and that way the Eagles clinch home field throughout, all the different stuff. And uh, with Dallas losing, like I want the Eagles to have nothing to to play for. You also need the Eagles to win their game. Right. Eagles have to win their game. I wanted to, if the Giant Eagle game as an insurance policy, I want the game to mean nothing. For the Eagles, that means home field throughout, and they win a division, and then what you really they, want is to just get in the is you want to win Sunday. Yeah, we got. Of course, I'm talking about six. I'm talking about the God forbid scenarios heading into the last week if the Giants lose, and it's the NFL. It's a week to week league, um, so that's that. Uh, but I think the Giants play hard. I like. I just and I think the Giants like when it, if they make a couple of off season moves and have a decent draft. Giants are kind of building a little something here. They may be pretty good next year. We'll see, we shall see. Um, so that's that on my giants, which brings us to corn, hell, corn, hell, <laughs> cornhole level.com. That's right. Uh, listen, you gotta go, uh, to cornhole level.com. And Chris, if you have a cornhole board in your house, I'm looking for the corn. I actually had these things. I don't know what I did with them. If you see, uh, what are they? I thought I put them on the table. I didn't. Anyway, I don't know where they are. Cornhole level.com. Chris, you got a cornhole level board in the backyard. It's not level. You're embarrassed. You're half in the bag. You're drinking. Your girlfriend's yelling at you. Your mom's yelling at you because you're drunk. And then you realize, oh, even worse. Not only were the hamburgers shitty, my hot dogs were shitty. My cornhole boards are all out of shape, bent, out of line, not in alignment. But when you get this cornhole level thing and you hook that on your board, Chris, you're catching shit from your girlfriend and your mother. But when people come and look at those gorgeous cornhole level boards, perfectly level, the right angle, the to and fro and up and down and all around, that's a beautiful thing. All of a sudden, your girlfriend's not yelling at you anymore. Your mom is cool. And you get to play beautiful cornhole. These things are $19.95. Perfect for the upcoming spring season. Perfect gag gift, busting balls gift. You get 20% off the entire order. If you put in JP show, uh, check him out. It is ran by my buddy, Mike Caprio, who is suffering from shoulder, shoulder surgery. I can't say shoulder for some reason. I'm saying shoulder. Shoulder, you say shoulder surgery. You can't say shoulder surgery. Yeah, it's hard. He's got this shoulder thing. I'll leave it at that. Uh, but go check it out, cornholelevel.com. And they, of course, are the sponsor of the most important list 
in the history of sports, which I'm going to be doing some posts about this. I can't believe how unbelievably accurate my list is. It's really, I'm really proud of myself. The NFL standings, NFL stinks list. That's right. Oh, here we go. Now, we got the Buffalo Bills at very good, 12 and 3. I have the Miami Dolphins, Shecky, Mike Lawler. I'm sorry. They stink. That was a pathetic performance last week. Whenever I'm with the family, we're watching games, we're standing around a television, having a few cocktails, especially when I'm standing next to my brother and my nephews. The, the, the Dolphins, as a matter of fact, since we started this show, the Dolphins turned it over again. Uh, they Dolphins stink. Uh, New England Patriots stink. The New York Jets stink, although I need them this week to win. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. You know what? You forget about the Bengals. It's like they went to the Super Bowl last year, and now they're 11-4. and four. They are very good. Baltimore Ravens, I'm putting that good, but very quietly, the Ravens. I another the, the Steelers and the Ravens, to me, are like the same program. I feel like they've been good now for 45 years in a row. And even now, if the Packers, if the Packers end up going 9-8, and eight, I could say the Packers, Ravens, and Steelers have been good since I was 8. That's how I feel right now. With the same guys, like like Rodgers, when I was eight years old, like the backup to Bart Starr was a young, uh, was a young Aaron Rodgers. That's how I feel. Like it, was, it went from, you know, Bart Starr and then Rodgers took over. Uh, and the Ravens, I feel like they, they, they just never suck. I'm going to do a, a list next week. I'm going to have to confer with my older brother on this. Franchises that never suck. Okay, it's just, and maybe I'll do it with you live. Maybe I'll, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to confer with you before the show, and we're going to do teams that never suck. I think it'd be a fun thing for me and you to do. Anyway, okay. Steelers, I got the Ravens at good and approaching very good. I'm going to put the Steelers as average. Look, Steelers are seven and eight. Um, they just don't go away. Uh, Cleveland Browns stink. Jacksonville Jaguars, average. Tennessee Titans stink. Colts stink. Texans stink. Jaguars are an interesting franchise, though. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, listen, Mahomes, they're very good. Uh, the Chargers, I have as average. And, of course, the Raiders, they got a bump for a little bit, but they stink. Sorry about that, John Matty. And the Broncos, of course, really stink. Um, now, Philadelphia Eagles, I have them at very good with an asterisk. If they have their regular quarterback, they're very good. If they don't, they stink. Um, Dallas Cowboys can't give them the very good. I just, I never saw a game like, oh my God, teams just handing, fumble, hand the ball back, hand the ball back. That never happens to the Giants. Giants got to earn every yard. The Cowboys are an enigma to me. Um, I I think with Jalen Hurts, the Eagles would have won that game by 35, 40 points. Um, I'm putting the Giants at good only because I like the way they play. I think they play hard. And I have the uh, commanders as average. 7-7-1, Seven, seven, and one, uh, but they're approaching stinks list too. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. I know you're twelve and three, and usually I, I acknowledge that, but I'm just going to put you at good yet for now. I'm just not sold on the Vikings quite yet, but they're twelve and three, so I don't know. Maybe a, that could be a cheap shot at any Viking fan there. But I'm going to leave them at good. Now I had the Lions last week at very good, uh, which was kind of a wink, wink that they're playing well. But you know what? They're right back down at good. They stunk last week. And I have the Green Bay Packers at average, and they are vast approaching becoming good if they can close out and make the playoffs. Of course, the Bears stink. Uh, again, the NFC South, uh, listen, 
uh, Falcons, Saints, Panthers stink. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. If you're a Tom Brady fan, this is just high times, man, in a weird way. Cause like he plays awful. And then because the whole NFL stinks, the NFL's like, okay, this guy looks like he's 74 years old. Let's keep giving him the ball back with four minutes to go and let's see if he can win again. Wait, let's give him back with two minutes to go. No, no, no. Let's give him the ball back with a minute to go. And now the Bucks get in there and Brady downfield, boom, and they win the game. Brady has been playing not good and he's still uh, they're winning the division. They'll probably play the Cowboys, which to me is the worst scenario. I don't know who to root for. I'll be rooting for injuries. And um, But you know what? <clears throat> the Cowboys are much better than the Buccaneers. But, like, does, if you're a Cowboy fan, that's the worst scenario to me. Do you really yeah, – I mean, if, if it – I don't know. Like, fourth, when it comes down know, to it, matchup-wise, like, they would not be able to block that defense. Okay. They but wouldn't. Their, their offensive line's a wreck. Okay. I know. I get it. I Every get it, game too. Is like Trust that. me, I get it. One, but listen, one, any, it's the same thing. Game, with, it's the same game, thing. I'm about to say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. If if the if the Packers get in, the Packers aren't that good this year. We all know that. But you're you're in a playoff game, and suddenly play, it's 21-16. You're up by five, and Aaron Rodgers is on the other side of the field. Still, you're fucked. Or, or if you're, if if the score is close, if you're not up by more than two scores against Brady, and all of a sudden a third and nine, and your player only gets seven, and you punt. And Brady, who has gotten sacked four times, he'll be 12 for 31 for 104 yards. All of a sudden, you're like, seven uh -oh. for seven, <laughs> yeah, so 71 like, yards. Uh, and I don't even think, is there even a scenario where the Bucs can't make the playoffs? I don't even think there is. They have to, like, yeah, they lose, lose every If they lose, if they lose uh, next week to Carolina, then they have to win. And Carolina, then if the Bucs win I, out, they're in. They control their own yeah. destiny. But if they lose to Carolina the, the following <laughs> next week, that's they a can big lose game. the division. Anyway, they can lose the division. I, 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 I'd love to see Brady not make the playoffs. But then part of me wants him to make the playoffs and have him die, die like a soldier's death on the field. But then six seconds ago, Brady rolls right. He's going to throw a perfect pass. Anyway, uh, 49ers, very good. And uh, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, please. They all stink. The Rams, the, 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 the Rams, again, what NFL, when you do the, you, I'm, you're about to disagree with me. When you do the New York Yankee version in the NFL, grabbing all these great free agents, this this all-star team, it, never, it always seems like it works for a little bit, and then it implodes. NFL is a team sport. No, it's a, I it's mean, a, I it's don't disagree with you. I, would, I, I, want the, I want my team to be involved in any good player, but I don't want them to get all of the good players because then whether you win or not, I mean – you know, you can make the case that Green Bay didn't win, so they're already in a rebuild. But you know, I, I'd rather I'd rather maintain. I think ninety nine percent of being a fan in any sport is having hope. You know, yes. the win the win is like all right. You you rarely get those, but having hope throughout the year and the hope, off season no that's doubt. important. No doubt that which is why, like for Rutgers football, for me, I always have hope, and I will in August. I'll I'll read the articles and I'll get I'll get. I'll be, you know, I'll be back. I'll be Tony Montana again, but, but I, I, I'm losing hope there. And, you know, uh, I think when you, when you add these players anyway, to me, it's like with the giants, as soon as OBJ with his antics on the field and Tom Coughlin didn't handle that right. You run, you lose the locker room, you lose the fans. 
And what they were doing on the sideline, fighting with each other, you just can't, like, you can't have that. That, that When that happens, if I'm the owner, I'm like, wow, I, I got to fire everyone. The secretary, the ticket taker, the coach, the GM, the the, the, the trainer, the linebackers coach. You got to fire every individual because that means you've lost control of the institution of the game itself. Can't have that. Uh, and I didn't think the press conference, if I was that coach, I would have been livid. I mean, he was a little bit, but I mean, even more. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we cut him. I'm sorry we cut him, but we can't do that. So that's it. Stinks list. 17 teams in the NFL stink. I'm so proud of that. More than half. I got five averages, five goods, and five very goods. I think the very goods is high, but that's not true. The Cowboys could enter very good stage eventually. So could uh, so could a couple other teams, but not really. Um, maybe the Ravens. Um Anyway, or the Chargers, another team, the Chargers. Everybody forgets about their nine and six. Anyway, that's my list. NFL stinks list sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. Now, Chris, I made a glaring mistake last week and uh, it had nothing to do with you, which I tried to blame you in my mind about the show last week, mistakes I made. I couldn't do it. I have a sponsor, ChasingMiracles.com. Their hydration water packs. They deliver over 70 trace minerals into your water, increased strength, stamina, overall good health. Go talk to Donna and Tommy about it at ChasingMiracles.com. They are my sponsor. And last week, we had some technical difficulties at the end where you suddenly just disappeared due to cable issues. And next thing you know, uh, by the way, you had audio issues, too. I guess that's on your cable side. So your chop well, sports should be studios. better now, right? You sound good better today. Yeah. Um, I forgot to do, uh, not forgot. I, they were going to be at the end of the show and then you weren't there. And I panicked a little bit. We had a time constraint and I did not do chasing miracles.com. So, um, these things are really cool. You got to check it out. They're hydration thing to get trace minerals into your body. A lot of athletes use them. Um, I'm telling you, not only is it the, the, the chasing miracles and some of the products they have is really a way of life kind of deal. Um, the, 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 it, they're just good people. So get in touch with them. I know your girlfriend started using it a little bit. She kind of knows that world, that space. And she's a fan of this kind of thing. It's not yeah, something where it doesn't happen there, overnight. You could repurpose them as well. So if you have like a plant, a house plant that you might use right. for like basil or something, just anything like that, it, it right. obviously adds vitamins and I'm going to put them in my vegetables grow nice and strong. There you go. So, so if you check it out. A, a little closet house farmer. Yep, that's it. It's easy to use. You get your water bottle, you drop the bag in, you shake it, you drink the water bottle, you're good to go. Uh, sometimes I put them in my coffee pot, too. Uh, probably not supposed to do that, but I do it anyway. ChasingMiracles.com. Go talk to Donna and Tommy. They're good people down there in FLA. So I, I feel bad I mentioned them. I promised I'd give them more time. And also, Chris, one thing about the Jimmy Palumbo show, um, the liaison, uh, when you leave me wide open for a three, you know I'm going to bring another sponsor on. Uh, my goal is to have the most sponsors of any show involved with Chop Sports. That's always been my goal, to be the, the number one, to be the LeBron, the Kevin Durant of Chop Sports. But Jimmy Palumbo Show has big news, bringing on another sponsor, Lisa Ruane. She is a, you can reach her at 201-725-1251. She is a therapist um, up here in Bergen County. <clears throat> but the good news is, She's a, she's a certified therapist, all that. She's certified. Um, I'm going to have more on this, exactly what I'm supposed to tell about her, but she's a therapist. She deals with hypnotherapy, adults 18 and up. She'll meet with you in person. She'll do it by Zoom 
all that stuff. Lisa's also a great person, good people. She works in a school system. She does work with kids as well. She's a you know a certified therapist. Got all the all the stuff you need, all the letters L C W C A, all that stuff is. Uh, and she specializes, of course, in hypnotherapy, which is a really cool thing as well. I'll have more on this next week. Read the I'll read the ad a little bit more official. But we're bringing on a new. I think you should uh, make it a segment where you get hypnotized. I, I think we might do that because you know it would be easy because you you always look hypnotized when you do my show. That joke writes itself. Um, but but uh, so yeah, that's really exciting. Another new sponsor. Right before we start, you know. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll start up the sh- uh, in January with stuff like that, and that is that. Lisa's good people. A um, couple of things we got to discuss, Krista. First of all, my I got to give a shout out to my sister. And you you have an older sister, right, Chris? I have younger you know, sisters. Younger sister. Okay. Well, someday, someday you you may uh, you may do this. I, I my sister came to my apartment. My apartment got away from me. Uh, you know, <laughs> just did. And she came up. She could hear my voice. She shows up. She was like she was like Lawrence Taylor in '81. She just like bull rushed me. She came in. She was going through closets, throwing clothes all over the place. You don't wear this. What is this? She was going through individual cabinets. She was organizing my my uh, my like my my pots and pans and throwing out stuff. And you don't need this. And she just and I, you know what? I needed it. I was like I was like the the good player who got out of line with the coaching staff, and now I have to sit in the meetings and be like, oh, I was so out of position on that play. Oh, I didn't do that right. And she went through the entire apartment telling me what to do. Even took me, we, we went out shopping for stuff that I needed. Um, she spent all day. She even stayed over, um, which she doesn't do that often. So it was good to have my sister around. We would chat about it, life and all this different stuff. But she was completely Lawrence Taylor. I could not block her. She bull rushed me, cleaned everything. I woke up in the morning. I mentioned, I said, yeah, I got to get clean my fridge out a little bit. Wasn't that dirty, but I said, you know, it was time. And, um, I wake up in the morning. She didn't wake me up. All I hear, you know, the sound of someone cleaning out a refrigerator. That was, that's the sound. That was my alarm clock. I come out, I got my sweats on. I didn't have my coffee yet. And she's like cleaning ketchup bottles. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me have my coffee first. She's like, I want to get this done. She cleaned out my entire fridge, which was awesome. She threw out stuff that, you know, looked like it had been purchased in 1986. And, uh, she was just a big shout out. She was LT for me. I appreciate that. And then we went out to dinner with Natalie and everything else. We had fun. She got to see her aunt. And then, of course, she was saying that your floor looks a little shin god, right? She was telling me I ended up caulking little seals on the floor. And then last night, I realized I had the, the, the silicone stuff I used on the floor. I can't believe I'm going to tell this story on the air. The silicone stuff on the floor, like, I was cleaning it up, but sometimes if a little bit on the, on the rag gets on the, it got away from me. So my, my, uh, my sister's husband, Steve, Steve-O told me he's a paint guy. He knows all that space. And uh, he was like, maybe try a little vinegar and you can get it off. I wanted to make it look nice, you know? So what I do is I put the vinegar in the bowl and I wanted to go test it a little bit. And I was like, Oh, I got to wipe. Cause the smell of vinegar overwhelms you. And even though I put some water in it, I go to, I go to turn on my water Right after I put the vinegar all over the little cracks and everything, cleaning it up, no water, nothing, no alarm, no hey, you know. I'm like, what's going on? So I knock on the lady, uh, next door lady, and she's like, oh, Jimmy, there's something, there's a frozen pipe, and blah, blah, blah. I go outside, one door over, you know, in the next kind of building, but attached. And this guy, there's water all over the place. 
I go, whoa, whoa, what happened here? And the guy's like, yeah, my heater, baseball. I'm like, no, 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 this is wood. This is like a flood So what you here. did was you took your your rag, you got a little bit of water, and then you I went was, back uh, and cleaned your well, vinegar off, right? I, I, I thought my my apartment, I mean, I could do so many jokes here. Um, <laughs> my apartment smelled like, uh, you know, some uh, summer's eve here at Shea. <laughs> so I was like, this is disgusting. And now I go over there, and I realize they're on the, I go, hey, did the water go to the basement? That's where I got all my stuff in storage. The guy goes, yeah. I go down there, and I, I was it was like Poseidon Adventure down there. I was like, you know, Gene Hackman. I go, whoa, whoa. I come up. I was like, who's who's got mops or wet backs? It's getting in everybody's stuff, and it was approaching my stuff. It was on, like, the bottom, about to go underneath. So the guy's calling me a jerk off. I'm like, no, you got to. Where's the where's the the place that the HOA fees and all that like where, where where's the where's the infrastructure? The jerk off from Mawa looks at me like I'm just from the town. We're just shutting the water off. I'm like I don't need to talk to you. And I'm like next thing you know I'm calling up yelling at people. Uh, then the guy who owns the apartment, I'm looking at him. I was like, hey, are you? What are you doing to help out with? It's your water landing on my shit. You know, you got to go fix that. Like he was, everybody was just relaxed. I go downstairs; it's dripping all over the place. Uh, you know, and I, I was like, I don't have a mop in my, you know, like that to wipe it up. No respect. Uh, I'm, uh, um, I didn't even go down there yet today because I'm so I know I'm going to get like uh, crazy. And they said, well, we shut the water off; it shouldn't be anymore. I'm like, yeah, but there's like an inch all over the place, and if it goes over that little bottom piece of wood, it goes into my shit. Anyway, and also, my, um, my soul. like, yeah, we shut the water off. Like, does that mean you don't have water still? Yeah, I didn't have water. And then, of course, you know what happens again. I waited around three hours. The vinegar smell on the floor that gave me a rash. I must admit, my floor looks adorable right now, but I had to wait. You know, it was, I was ready to lose my mind. Um, <laughs> as I say, these are these were like poor people problems. <laughs> water in the basement, leaks going on. But when the guy told me the baseboard heater leaked, I'm like, no, 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 bro. So who who got who overflowed the tub or something? This ain't no little steam thing. Anyway, wait till I get a hold of uh, my, you know. Anyway, I was aggravated, so that's my last night. Um, pissed me off. But in other news, I played in my first, uh, and you're gonna hate this. I played in my first pickleball tournament. Uh, and man, as creepy as regular pickleball is. It's impossible not to be a creep when you play in a tournament from this nice, fun sport. Everybody thinks they're at the U S open with McEnroe and Connors. People are like douchey. And even I started to become a prick. Um, I play with my friend, Jeremy. Uh, she's a, she's a woman. Uh, she's a, she's a good player. Jeremy with an eye. Uh, and we, we always have fun together. We laugh, we giggle, but like everybody thinks I kid around too much on the court. But I was like, all right, this is a tournament. Uh, this is playoffs. Now, here we go. And the first match, we were down four to one seconds in. I was like, no way I'm going to lose this match. We came back. We won that one. Then we played the second match. Another team we should have blown out, but we beat them by three. And then we ran into our third opponent, uh, a daughter a daughter and dad team. And everybody said, oh, this guy's really good. And he hit the ball hard. And we, uh, we, we should have done better than we did. We lost by like four. I was bummed. But then we played the team the fourth game. So we're, one, we're two and one going into the last game. And we played the team, the husband and wife, that won it, okay? I think they're called the Fettermans or the Feldermans or something. This guy was in shape. She was pretty lady, in shape. I knew right away. I'm like, these guys are, they're our age, and they're like, they go to the gym. You know what I mean? And I look like, you know, uh, Ezra, you know, 
one of those bad fighters from the eighties in between fights. And I, uh, they, they were hit, they were hitting the ball hard, but they were hitting it at my, my partner. I thought a little, little hard. I said, all right, I got to try to counter this a little bit, but they were just, they were just better than us. They, if we played 10 times, they'd win nine out of 10 easy. But what happened was he hit a rocket at me and missed my uh, personal spot by like, dude, it would have it hit me right in the balls. It just missed. And I got pissed because I, I saw it coming and I just kind of missed it. But I, dude, I would, I think it would have knocked me out because <laughs> it caught my inner thigh. And I was like, Ooh, I didn't rub though. I did a Pete Rose, but I was like, Oh man, if that would hit another inch over. I would have been down goes Frazier. But I got pissed. I turned around and I whacked the ball back at him uh, in the air, though, not at anybody. It was a shitty move by me. He hit the ball hard at me, but that's the game. I should have been, you know. So a couple points later, <laughs> the woman was at the net and she had been eating us alive. And we were down by like eight. And I said, all right, dude, I whacked one at her like a low line drive bullet. And it hit her right in the hand. And she like dropped the paddle and I cracked her nail and she went, Oh, and she looked at her fingers. She goes, ah, oh, my nail cracked. And then I realized, Jimmy, what are you doing? <laughs> like, Yo, I was creepy... just about to say, and then you realize would... that. Okay. You're the biggest uh, jerk off on. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. But, and I went over, I said, I'm so sorry. And the husband said, no, you're not. And I was like, Oh, here we go. You know what I mean? I said, no, I am. I, what, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And she's like, Oh, it cost me $50. These nails. I said, Oh, I'll Venmo you 50. It got playful at the end, but I, I, I felt bad. And after the match, I would, I, I tried to, you know, I could tell he was not happy and neither was she. Um, but they were hitting the ball hundred miles an hour at my partner. They just forgot that this fat slob me is much better than I'm a much better player than anybody thinks. And I was like, you want to play the hard game? All right, here we go. And I whacked one and I happened to hit, but then I felt like a jerk off. I, afterwards, I, I, I was shook and I said, you guys are just a really good team. You guys, you know, God bless yourself. And uh, afterwards, I even shook his hand and said, hey, you guys are great, man. Good luck. And they played in the finals. They won. But I could tell, I was like, ah. So the league director called me to play another day this week. And I was like, hey, can you do me a favor? You know that couple? He was like, yeah. I was like, I was texting him. I was like, can you please tell him that Jimmy Plumbo uh, uh, feels bad that I, I just didn't. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have whacked that way. <laughs> what are we doing? And then I was like, afterwards, we went out for drinks, and I was just telling everybody how this game is so creepy. That's making me a creep. So I, I will be playing in a tournament again, and I assure you, I will not ever. I'll hit, I'll, I'll hit it hard at a guy, but not, not, not the lay. You can't do that. It's, I think it's, maybe uh, you can hit it hard at whoever you want, but when somebody hits it hard at you, and you show that it makes you mad in that yeah, sense. Yeah, that's Then it too. becomes like, all right, look, we're now it's not about the game. You play the game as hard as you want, but when you're yeah, mad at somebody, I, I just, that's where you went wrong. Yeah, went, her, that's that's all part of it. No, but you know what, dude? I hit it, dude. I, I like it was a, it was a, um, it was like a Ruben Sierra line drive, if you know what I mean. It was like leg leg in the air, full gut, Sheffield. my whole waist got into it. Uh, but anyway, but we did all right. I think we finished in the top half or right around midway. Um, but you know, the key is though in pickleball, those of you scoring at home, it, you could be a good player, but if you don't play with your partner all the time and in tournaments, everybody plays with people that, um, uh, play together all the time. And that's a huge difference. It's like, it's like a quarterback wide receiver. If you, if you know, five years in the league, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is thrown to the same guy every week, they, they just know stuff. So it's a little bit harder to uh, get the rhythm, but it was fun. Uh, 
then of course Christmas time. Uh, what a crazy day Friday was, by the way. Um, it, 55 degrees in the morning when I got out of the pickleball tournament, it was like nine degrees up here. That was, I, I never experienced that. It was like dry, well, black ice all over. That was nuts. Um, I don't recall a temperature drop of 40 degrees in my life anyway, unless I'm forgetting about some day where I was at Capacig drinking at Zeta Sci. Sure, like sure that. it's happened, but yeah, it was, was crazy. And the wind that came with it, it was nuts. Ma- it was downtown crazy. Matawan turned into, uh, let's just say it turned into a little rural. It looked a little rural. <laughs> a okay. It was, uh, and of course, that it probably like affected 40 the- minutes to get home. And I live five minutes the- away. That affect the internet over at Chop Sports over there? It, honestly, the internet <laughs> has been a little choppy, but we got the hardwire for the one the one room needed for here. There you go. Um, I just like busting your balls there. Um, yeah. By the way, Christmas time. Um, number one, Merry Christmas to you and your family and all that stuff, and Merry Christmas to everybody and all that stuff. Um, Christmas was nuts, man. I, I did a mad. I was awful. I was so late on everything. I don't know. I had other things going on in my life that caused me to. I was like, what am I doing? Who am I getting what for? And I didn't know. And I ended up just giving cash gifts to my nephews in envelopes. What's that what they want anyway? Come on. They're in their 20s and 30s now. Um, I, uh, I got some a couple of things for my uh, for different people. And I got some fun things for Natalie, some really nice jewelry. And she got some cool things for me as well. Christmas Eve, I was able to spend with Natalie, which was nice. And um, she was really into it. She loves Christmas. Christmas Day, of course, my mother's still at 83, still getting involved here, uh, still had Christmas Day in her house with some assistance from um, my sister and, uh, and my brother and me. We were cleaning dishes at the end, which my mother hates. My mother's great. She's like, I live alone now. Leave all the dishes. I'll clean them by Wednesday. Who cares? It's just me. She's so uh, like, she's like, there's no one here. Just stack them up, leave them in the sink, and I'll get to them. In three or four days, like over time, you know, which is a great way to be. We were like, no, Ma, we can't do that. I can't let you know that with dirty dishes all over. But we ended up like, you know, cleaning up the table, putting the, we put everything away. The house was decorated beautiful. She did a nice job. My sister made some, uh, she's listening right now. Mayor, if you're listening right now, I talked about you earlier, but she made lasagna. Uh, my brother, of course, he, uh, his Christmas gift is Rutgers football tickets and, uh, basketball tickets all the time and they got me some instapot things that i can fart around with um it was just a nice day it was with natalie she came back and we ended up watching uh, that show wednesday which i started watching uh but it was just uh cool but the coolest gift i got you ever see those half bottles of scotch they put in a four pack i got johnny walker black johnny walker gold johnny walker oh, gold oh, 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. and a thing of johnny walker blue getting my mother hitting a big three at the buzzer my favorite gift. I will be, I will be sipping on those in January. Uh, I also love the picture. By the way, Dave, not that Dave listens to my show anymore. Dave Sturgeo, Um, I really got a kick out of. Uh, uh, there's something about kids and Christmas. I mean, my daughter's gonna be 14 now, and uh, when my nephews are older, we have no kids right now. We're in that non-kid phase. I think in a couple of years that'll change when some of these nephews get married or married and have start having kids. Um, but Dave showed me pictures uh, on Facebook there of his setting up the little late at night stuff and the kids coming down with all the crazy toys and the kids stumbling all over him and his younger son fumbling with the daughter's gifts. And I just think all that shit is great. I remember it like it was yesterday with my daughter. 
I set up all the Barbie stuff and the dollhouses and I was up little, my buddy Dave had to come over and he helped me do it. And of course, you know, we had a couple of drinks while we're doing it. That's always, you go to bed at three in the morning, you really could have got done by 11, but you know, you had some bourbon to drink or some beers. We were drinking IPAs, whatever we were doing, put all this stuff together. Um, it, uh, so uh, shout out to Dave and, and uh, his family with those cool pictures of that. Um, I'm sure. Wh- what did you do for Christmas? I did the well. First day was my mother doing a bunch of stuff with you know. I have a very big family, so right. realistically, it's and like you're a, all local, right? Everybody around. You're all local. Yeah. yeah, everybody's local, and it's like really, it's like the immediate family. I have a brother and then two sisters, and they got a bunch of kids. My brother doesn't have kids, but my sisters do, and then all cousins. It was just a big, big get together at my mother's, and then Sunday on Christmas Day, um, it was a little bit more low key. It was just like a little Packer get together right. with obviously my more immediate family. Uh, my my one sister went with her other, you know, her in laws, so it was good. A little, a little less action, a little less, a little less. And then the Packers yeah, obviously the keeping Packer their season game. alive was the ultimate gift for me. Yes, absolutely. Um, which which brings me uh, first of all, I'm still I'm. Uh, I must be, I'm loving this George and Tammy show on HBO. Uh, I just love the George Jones <laughs> jerk off. Just, a, just a, a big country star and a, and a great performer. But man, like you, you think you drink a lot. All of a sudden you watch George Jones. You're like, shit, this guy disappears for five days in a local bar. It's great. Uh, performances are wonderful. Please check it out. But we, I, 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 I got to end on this. This documentary thing, Volcano. Okay, it's about this volcano in the middle of I don't even know where, and it's an active volcano, and they run tours. It's the middle of I don't even. It's just the middle of nowhere. You can just say nowhere, right? It's it's, you know, and 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 I thought at first like, oh, it was a volcano that like last erupted in like 1905, and they just went on there. Turns out this volcano erupted in 2013 and 2016. And like every three years, it kind of erupts. And now they're running tours there and the whole town makes money off these tours and tourism. And people have video cameras now. So the last two times it erupted was at night. There was nobody there. Ooh, look at that. Change of, you know. But no one realized like, hey, wait a minute. What if it erupts during the day? So you had these people going up to a very much active volcano and nobody knows what the hell's coming out of those volcanoes with sulfur and this and that. And the guy's dressed like he's walking into Leggett's on August 8th. Shorts on, blah, blah, blah. Then they start giving you masks. Like right away, whoa, whoa what, what do I need a mask for? And they're doing all this and everybody's casual. And next thing you know, they, they don't get too close to the crater and there's bubbling things to your left and right. They don't have a clear path how to get to this crater. And what happened was... It ended up, there was a huge eruption and uh, people got burned and, 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 and scorched and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, horrible uh, people so, died. But I mean, <laughs> so if I was I'm one of the people going, that, so first of all, I would never I was be one ro- of those people. Like how I was rooting for the, I was rooting for the volcano at one point because if I was to survive like, that type of situation. I'd be like, I'm not showing my face. I'm embarrassed that I even went there. And like, I don't, you know, there's, there's no, like, there's no, I need to tell my story. So saving other people, like I'm pretty sure most other people understand to stay away from an active but, volcano. Yeah. Like, and, and, and if you're going to go, 
the, the one girl said, I asked the guy, what happens if it erupts? He was like, oh, well, you know, I didn't even know what to do. And, and you can't go, this is a big volcano here. What do you do? And it was a flat one kind of a mountain, but in the Bro, center. I don't even is, go in the ocean. You know. Um, like, I don't go in the ocean. There's certain things that you could guarantee, I could guarantee you that I will not die in the ocean. I could guarantee you that I will not die next to a volcano because it just won't be there. There's certain things in life that you just assume, you know, if a volcano erupts, I don't want to be near that. So let me just avoid those. It, it's yeah, it's and, quite and simple. I feel bad. You feel bad for the people that got burned. Then they had to get the boats. They had no way to get anybody out of there and helicopters no, coming in. And, and you know why they didn't have anybody a way to get anybody out of there? Because they would never imagine like that there's any real like that people would be going there. I would imagine like, like and no, if no. and if it is a thing where it's like I guess there's government officials at, at to blame. It's like how do you not have that regulated? Like you know you couldn't yeah, just and walk they had up this little here. How about the how about the little jetty which looked like it was built by five year olds? At least have like a place. It looked like it looked like Tom Hanks built it in. Yeah. In a, what is it? Castaway. Totally agree. I was like, the, the, how stupid can you? And I'm, I'm guessing. It was probably like a thousand dollars a ticket to do that. There's no way it was a 90, 90 minute boat ride. And how about the guy saying everybody was burned like their skin and not by fire, by steam. Could you imagine? It's like you're a lobster. And then the guy knew he goes 90 minute ride. We knew people were going to die and just die on the way back. There was no way to get anybody out of there. I don't know. There was something. I guess I watched it. So I guess it was I feel bad for this. People died and people got hurt. But also, like, what are you doing? That was a dumb, dumb decision. You know what? You'll never see the Jimmy Palumbo live from downtown volcano. I mean, it's, it's, it's like, ridiculous. here's the thing. The, the one thing that I'll say is like, you know, a mountain climber dies climbing mountains and, you know, like he pushes his limits and that's the type of life that he's living. And you, when he dies, you're like, it's sad, but he kind of went out the way he wanted to. Right. These people, These people were on their honeymoon. We're just hanging out and like trying to figure out what to do on Tuesday afternoon when they're on right. vacation. It was awful. Anyway, I, I, I guess, I guess, I guess I would tell you, to, I, I'm going to say people to watch this and tell me if you agree with me. I had an overwhelming sense of, you know, what do you, I mean, it was tragic, but like, so it's avoidable. like one of those things where you're watching, you're watching, I think there was a documentary recently where they're interviewing the parents of a woman, of a girl that was abused. And you're like, yes, yes. How Same are these thing, parents? Uh, like, how, yeah. What? You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> like very and, similar. And, and and like one of the couples was on a honeymoon, and like even though they're they're holding hands, like I think they should have got divorced the next day. Why'd you divorce him? Oh, because he wanted to go to a volcano and I burned myself. So he's out. <laughs> like, yep. To me, it's the it's the earnest biner of honeymoons. Like you can, you don't recover from that. Yeah, like you could uh, chalk that up to something that will not bring me closer. <laughs> that yeah, would not bring so, us closer. It would be like you gotta go. Anyway. The guy wearing a pair of shorts going to an active volcano. What are you, nuts? Anyway, um, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, but that's it. Listen, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll see you in the new year. I'll see you next year, Chris. Hate that joke. Um, and a big shout out. Merry Christmas to everybody. Thanks to all my Patreon, my my people. Got a lot of cool things going on with Beer League in the new year. And uh, and you guys got a lot of stuff going on with Premier, which who knows? I may have something going on there as well. And we will see you in the new year. Love you. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, buddy.